Hello there, friends, and welcome to the Friday Night Word Show on the Quality FM podcast. And this is a show where we seek to talk about families and we want to improve the quality of our family life. And we've got our in-house uh, family law uh, specialist, Jabunmove from Namibia, and welcome to you, Jab. Thank you for having me once more on um, Quality FM. You guys are doing a fantastic fantastic job. May God continue to bless your ministry and uh, to all the listeners, thank you so much for having me. Right. Thank you very much. Now, today we are talking about uh, wills and estate planning, Uh, but I just thought maybe we should start off from a biblical note. I actually went into the Bible to look for a will and to look for estate planning and actually, if you go to the book of Genesis, I think chapter 28, before Abraham uh, dies, he puts his house yes. in order. And if you go to the book of, um, I think it's Kings, when Hezekiah is about yes. to die, Isaiah says to him, put your house in order for you will die. And so today yes. we want to talk about wills and estate planning. And this is actually yes, yes. a biblical concept. <laughs> it is a biblical. You have actually taken the two most profound examples that we get in the Bible, the one of Abraham, and also, of course, when Hezekiah is told to put his house in order, but we then know he prayed for an extension of his life. He was given an extra 15 years. Yes. And, of course, the story of Joseph. Remember, Joseph says to his descendants, please carry my bones out of me mm. um, once you leave. Yes. <laughs> that is also a perfect plan of his, that's also a state planning the Bible is littered with so many examples. Before Jacob dies, remember Jacob's 12 sons yes. are actually, um, you know, they're they are actually an example of what estate planning is all about. We always talk about the 12 tribes of Judah, and right. that derives from the 12 sons of jo- Jacob who blessed them when he was called Israel even before. So the Bible is littered with a whole lot of um, examples. Yes on, yes, on that, yes. No, that is powerful. So, yeah. I, I, so we, mm. the history of that plan is biblical. Yes, definitely. So I want us to start maybe from a reverse point of view, because from my research, it's what is estate planning and what is a will? Which comes first? So I, I like the way you put it. Wills are part of estate planning. Estate right. planning is the whole um, is the whole term for mm-hmm. putting your whole, if you like, house in order or making sure right. that you administer mm-hmm. your estate, which would mean your property, which would mean whatever you have accumulated over your lifetime, ensuring yes. that that specific, uh, those specific goods or whatever it is that you have is distributed according to your preferences. Right. And the will forms part and parcel of estate because you find that estate planning is a whole lot of issues. You have what we call power of attorneys, you have a will, you mm-hmm. have a trust, and so on and so forth. But the most common known of them all is a will. Right. And uh, a, a will, as you've said, it's obviously, it's just a, a legal document that you write to say this is how you intend your property to be distributed at after you die, you know, right. we mm-hmm. know death is a taboo topic. Many people don't want to talk about it, but it's a very important aspect. We, you know, Benjamin Franklin, <laughs> the mm-hmm. foremost uh, founder of America, 
Yes. One said something very ex- interesting. He said there are two certainties in life, death and yeah. taxes. <laughs> so we know that you can never run away from the taxman. You can yes. never run away from death. And right. so it's very important for to ensure that whatever they've accumulated over their lifetime, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what it is. There are always these misconceptions. People believe that, look, um, uh, they have nothing. I don't have anything. And it's all, it's also because it's only the rich people who, and wealthy all people right who, are, will. Who, yeah. who can actually distribute their goods and services. All right. I will. But mm-hmm. it is each and every person, as long as you have breath and as long as you live on this earth, Mm-hmm. And you are actually major person. You have to make sure that you write a will, ensure that plan your estate because that is what being a steward is all about. Ensuring that whatever property you have is safeguarded and is taken care of in future. That is what estate planning is. The long and short of it, it's all about putting your plan in order. Remember, uh, the Bible we are referring to also says God is a God of order, right. and. The Bible also tells us that uh, a, a, a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Yes. You can take that literally, but it mm-hmm. also, if you if you take it contextually, it, it actually comes back to say, as human beings, it is very critical for us to ensure that we plan our estates. It is very critical for us to ensure that our loved ones are taken care of. If you like, I would, I would say uh, estate planning will be your umbrella. To ensure, you know it's going to rain. Yes. And, and because it's going to rain, you need an umbrella to ensure that the, the, the elements of the sun or what the elements of rain, in fact, or the elements of the storm do not uh, drench you. You are not wet. So you right. are protected. That is exactly what state planning is. That's why I've used the, an allegory of, uh, of an umbrella walking into the storm to show you the major importance and significance of estate planning. Okay. That is very, very detailed. Thank you very much for that, Jabu. So now, you know, you've highlighted one important person. All of us will die one day. And if we do not put our house in order, we leave quite a lot of problems. And this is why uh, we have got programs on TV where people are fighting over properties because there was no will left. Yes, yeah. in fact, um, it, it's really critical. It, it's, a, it's a very interesting aspect of our lives. You know, there's an interesting saying which says um, that uh, a person will spend more than 50 years or 60 yeah. years accumulating mm-hmm. things on this, in this life, but right. will fail to get just two hours of his life, just mm-hmm. two hours of his life to safeguard those 60 years. Mm, okay. you know, that is that is that is the tragedy of life, mm-hmm. you know. And we know of many people who uh, have actually faced serious problems and challenges because they failed to just take time out of their schedules to just plan their estates and ensure that the, their inheritance or whatever it is that they have accumulated mm-hmm. it passes on without rancor, without any problems to their um, um, people, to, to their offspring or to their heirs or yes. people that follow thereafter. It's okay. such a tragedy. Right. So maybe let me ask this question. At which point do I have to write a will? At what age? And if I, let's say I write my first will at the age of 25, do I have to come back and update it, say, at the age of 40 or should I update it regularly? So the, the, the question is too pronged. At which age and how regularly can I update 
um, each country will have what is called a wills act unfortunately for south africa and namibia our rules act is very old it's a 1953 act okay uh, it which basically sets out requirements of your will which we are obviously going to talk about it men all other all countries which are democracies will have a rules act now looking at our at our specific places here south africa namibia wherever zimbabwe and around sadak and in other countries mm. they say usually when you are 16 right yeah when you are 16 that is when you can at least start working towards a will Okay. okay. Right. Um because by that time you they say well you now have the proper faculties to to, to think about having a will and uh, obviously um I'll give you obviously the requirements when that time comes but the interesting thing is Tommy mm-hmm. you can write a will at 16 but you cannot still keep the same will at 45. Right. I think I understand what I mean because life changes. There yes. are a lot of changes and metamorphoses that we go through in life. Mm-hmm. So in other words, as and when there is a specific change in life, mm-hmm. whether it's a child that is born, whether you've brought a property, um whether there's unfortunately these things happen in life a divorce, a death and so on. When right. these things happen, mm-hmm. that is when you need to ensure that your will is updated. In fact, the experts will say at least at least update your will at least once a year. Okay. Because you know what I always say? I always say will is, is like your biography. Can you imagine? Think think about it this way. Just put it mm-hmm. look at this hypothetically with me. Right. Now, why I say a will is a, a will helps you to see what progress have in life in relation to what you are accumulating materially or whichever way you look at it. So imagine This year you bought a house right. and next year you find that you still have the same things. Two years from now you still find you have the same things. Right. It means you are not progressing in life, mm. right? Mm. So a will actually helps to show that you are taking progressive measures as you move on in life. Right? right? And that's why I'm saying it's it's more of a, of a biography. And also this issue of change is important. But there's a story of a a man who left everything <laughs> to his mother. He then ah. gets married and he mm. forgot to include his wife in the oh will. Imagine he dies now everything has to be the mom. Are you following some mm. of these difficulties if you don't go ahead and you and you do this? Okay. Let, let's yeah. before we get into the requirements of the will, can I then ask this question? Can I um what makes a, a will legal or recognized by the state? Can I write it at home? and uh, when i die my uncle will pull out the will and the government will consider it a legal document or i've got to go through a legal okay. entity yeah uh, we always encourage people to go through legal entities now you'll find that within our community uh, banks can help you insurance right. companies can help you of course lawyers as well will assist you in writing out a will mm-hmm. now the 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 point is this a will will be a valid will if it complies with the following number one i said you are 16 mm-hmm. number two the page is mentally sound number right. three each and every page of that will is signed right. by the testator remember the person who writes the will is called a testator right and then people 
who will then witness to every page. Two witnesses who will also then witness to every page mm-hmm. um, that specific will, and then they have to have it signed. And please take note: the people who um, witness to the should not be heirs, or they should not be beneficiaries of that. To for all their reasons, okay. it could be. That firstly, these people have manipulated the testator, the right. person who wrote the will, mm-hmm. or um, they they might wish that you die. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know how it goes if someone notices that they they've actually inherited. So it's always like discouraged from from doing so. Now, obviously, um, once that specific will. Is, is and it is signed. You obviously make sure you keep a copy. The bank also keeps a copy, and then your will should have an executor. Yeah, so the executor okay. is the person who's responsible for the distribution of, of the goods, administering the estate. Okay, that's the word. Administering the estate, making right. sure they know what the de- the debts and liabilities are. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, what the assets are, how the debt can be offset by the assets, and it's all, always encouraged that if you are married, your spouse is the co-executor of the will is an executor and she can then appoint a co-executor in the form of a professional, either okay. a lawyer or these other people with the expertise because you know sometimes it might be difficult to make some of these emotional decisions once you have lost a loved one and they can give you the expertise okay. then they, and then because you, if you have minor children, mm-hmm. the important thing is you need a guardian to take care of those children right. someone who take care of those children until they attain what we call the age of majority, which is 21. Right. And then your heirs being the people who will inherit. And then in some instances, some people also um, ensure that uh, the property uh, devolves to charity and so on. So right. it has to be very specific um, what it is that is, is in your, in your will. Um, okay. That is, that is of, of ult, ultimate importance. But yes, the other interesting principle, Tammy. Yes. Um, we do appreciate and accept that not every person can probably have access to lawyers or can right. have access to the, to the professionals who can assist. So mm-hmm. we have amendments, like in South Africa, there's a, an amendment in 2002 to the Rules Act, which actually says that uh, if a will, though does not comply with all the formalities satisfies what we call the will of the person who would deposed to that will or the testator right. then it can be considered as a valid will. Are, are okay. you following? Can, so can, there could be instances where it might not comply to the latter right. but it is considered a will and Zimbabwe has also come up with some brilliant laws on that in the High Court where they made those specific applications. Can, can, can I just get some clarity there, Jabu? So, let's let yes can i go with it uh, just to I'm, I'm trying to balance myself can i go with the document to the police and ask them to sign as commissioner of oaths to say this is my will because i cannot afford to go and see a lawyer no no that that, that never encourage people to do that. right um in fact uh, you see it is not you see where the a will will not be your usual document where you take it to a commission of courts right and just have it and just post to it no remember i i've already given you the legal requirements of what a will will be right so what should ordinarily happen 
is that a will should be signed, like I said, by the various parties and witnesses. That is very critical. Because remember, a, a will is a, is a document that it's a, it's, a, it's a living document, if you like, which ah, has to yes. do with the, the, the devolution of property, the death of a person. Mm-hmm. Now, come to think of an instance where that will is challenged in court. So mm-hmm. these witnesses are specifically there to ensure that they say, we were there as witnesses when this testator um, um, made this will on such a date, and they can come up as these are um, basically the of this person. And this is precisely why beneficiaries of a will should not be witnesses because of some of those aspects. Okay. So, so you I, cannot I, just I, simply say we are going to the police station. You'd rather follow the necessary that's why you see banks have mitigated that by making sure that they don't charge people for wills provided of course they appoint themselves as executors oh okay can i ask a question there Chabu? can an executor of a will be a, a beneficiary of the will say uh, I, I i understood you say a wife or a husband can be a co-executor with somebody who's uh, who's got the skill but say we there's a parent who's got grown-up children and uh, the parent decides that one of my sons or one of my daughters will be an executor. Is that uh, legally yes. correct? Yes. The, the, okay. Yeah. Let's separate the two terms. A witness right. and an executor, they are different. Right. The executor, yes, can be a beneficiary. Remember, okay. the executor is the person who, for all intents and purposes, is responsible for administering estate. So right. remember when, when you die, the estate is opened at the master of the high court. Okay? Right. So the master opens what we call estate file mm-hmm. and, uh, and then, and then at, at a meeting, the, the executor is then appointed. So if there's a will already, that makes it easier. But right. when there's no will now, and this is, these are some of the issues that I'm actually going to address, what the advantages and disadvantages are of not having a will. So the executor then is then appointed, and that is the person who administers. And the executor, yes, can be a beneficiary. It's only the witness who should not be a beneficiary. So okay. if you are married, of course, your, your spouse would definitely, would most likely be your executor. And we always encourage married spouses to, to have a joint will. Okay. You know, it's, it's always very in, in, encouraged. Okay. I, I, I don't want to jump the gun because uh, yeah. I want you to talk about the issue of when I die, what happens? When I've, what is the process when I've got a will? You've already said you are going to go there. Is there anything that we've left behind in terms of uh, a, a will, in, in, in terms of the basics of a will? Let, maybe let me just ask one last question. What happens if the executor, yeah. ex- executor dies before me, the, the, the author of the will? What do I do? Yes, so it's always, it's always encouraged mm. to make sure that you appoint one executor All and right. you make specific provision for that within your will to say if this executor dies this one could actually take over and so on and so forth it's very important for you to actually do that specifically um, because yes that can also happen and remember you must you you, you, like we say you always um you, you always make sure that you 
you you update you improve your wheels and when you do that okay you when you update your wheel you update it by what you call a codicil okay. and you make sure you renounce every other wheel before that specific oh, yes. thing and mm-hmm. remember if you are to get another executor or a, or, or maybe a guardian for instance mm-hmm. who is not probably your spouse or any other person please make sure you talk to that person okay. and make them aware aware of it okay uh, another question came to my mind if i'm going to go into and have a will drafted what kind of questions should i ask the person who is helping me the legally qualified person to write a will what yeah. questions should i be asking what should i be looking for in the document that is in front of me that is what we said so there must be an executor i already mentioned those issues there must be right. an executor Mm-hmm. There must be a guide in way of minor children. The property, of course, that needs to be distributed. The witnesses have to be present, of course, who, uh, for, for all intents and purposes. Who are the heirs, the mm-hmm. guidance for your children? Right. And, and obviously, uh, the aspects that need to be given out as well. All these various scenarios. Right. Like, for instance, um, if it's married, that should also be looked the type of marriage people are looked at you uh, the types of marriage people contract you find in some instances it will may may differ depending on the type of marriage regimen if it's married if people are married in community or out of community there might be differences on how the property devolves death or can, devolves a death can you please elaborate on that one that's also because, important can you elaborate on that one because we've got so many people in different marriages in community of property outside communities of property can you yes. explain how that affects the will simple a person married in community of property means your property is my property so if 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 if, if within a marriage mm-hmm. the one party dies it's already half the estate goes to the other party and the and the remain that is the surviving spouse and the remainder will go to the children children in that specific marriage so what is yours is mine or what is mine is yours that's what it basically means the difference with out of communities each person has their own part it 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 it's it's mine is mine what is yours is yours now what then happens is if at death what may happen is if there's what we call an accrual, an accrual would mean, let's say, during this subsequent of my marriage, I entered with two pairs of shoes. I'm just giving an example. And then I got three, four, five more shoes as we went along. The other party with less property than the other may claim for that difference at death. You follow okay. it? That's, yeah. that's what would, would usually happen. Mm-hmm. Or where there is property in their children, it, it may devolve in the same way as in community, where, for instance, the half of what that other person owns may go to the surviving spouse, and then the other portion is traded equally amongst the children. That's mm-hmm. what basically it would, it would mean, yes. Okay. Those are some of the issues that... Uh, but I, I always encourage spouses to speak with one mind when it comes to these issues. Right. So, so, so maybe let me ask this... Yeah. Can a prenuptial agreement nullify a will or vice versa? Yeah, a will, remember, is, 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 is what you intend to do at death. That's when it applies. All right. So you cannot put something in a prenup. 
because the prenup is obviously without out of community. You cannot try to to disinherit someone based on what you wrote in the prenup. That that okay. that just cannot work. Okay. So a will has to be read on its own terms and what it intends to uh, um, to get. But obviously the will has to talk to that marriage regime, if you understand what I'm saying. Right, so if it's yes. out of community, how mm-hmm. do we deal with those specific aspects within out of community? Especially where the property belongs to the to the one party. Right. Because people uh, will be trying to protect themselves to say, this is what I came with, I need to live with this. This mm-hmm. is what you came with, this is what you live with. And that's when the issue of accrual comes. How do you deal with accrued properties moved mm-hmm. along? The one who has got and get the difference. Those are some of the aspects okay. that we so, look at when it comes to your will. I think that's clear. Now, let's move on. So if, if I at death have got a will, or what are the benefits? Or at death, I don't have a will. What are the disadvantages? What are the benefits and what are the disadvantages of those scenarios that are put across? Very beautiful question. This should have, we should have started from there. But here's the thing, Tam. Yes. When you die without will, it's called an interstate death. Right. And what that basically means is you place yourself at the mercy of the government through the master of the high court. And right. they are going to make sure that your property is distributed in accordance with the laws of interstate succession, something which you were probably not interested in yourself. Mm-hmm. And what does the will do? A will is, as it rightfully says, it's how you wish things to be done. But here comes now the government is going to come and decide who is your executor, who is this, who is that. It's a disadvantage, as you mm-hmm. can already see. Yes. Plus, here's the reality term. Mm-hmm. We men have a tendency of doing things. If you understand what I mean, we have a tendency of planting things everywhere, <laughs> sowing our you know, wild oats all over the place. <laughs> we 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 sow our wild oats all over the place. We father children. We do so many things. We marry. We break up. We do. I mean, we have instances where at a funeral you find that uh, many other children that were not known come up. You know. Yeah. yeah. And a will is meant to protect those right. that of those specific people because they have a, they have a, a share a portion towards mm-hmm. the deceased estate, and to try and avoid complications, mm-hmm. it is better for you to the will that will actually be of, of of assistance. Plus, having a will ensures that your your property is wound up within a shorter period of time, as compared mm-hmm. to not having a will, which might take might take a long time because you have to now consolidate what are the debts this person has what is this what is that so it it will take a long time because you remember there's what we call a provisional uh, distribution and liquidation account and then you have what you call a final distribution and liquidation account so those are basically the accounts that the master remember the master is jurisdiction over estate planning or estates when a person dies Mm -hmm. so it makes it faster and easier you know when when we know what your property is, your life should be an open book when it comes to your loved ones. You know, mm-hmm. there shouldn't be anything to hide. Your spouse right. should know these things. So it makes it easier to consolidate everything. Because you see, we have instances where when a person dies without a, without a, a will, mm-hmm. people can actually fight over that very estate. Yes. Right. And they yes. can dissipate it and they can destroy it and they will litigate, go to court consistently and finish that. I was reading 
interesting story about Jimi Hendrix. You know, one of the greatest guitarists of all yes. times. He died in 1970. Can mm. you believe it that even up to today, 50 years after his death, there are still people fighting over his his death, oh even though he died without a will. These are some of the things. And let me be honest with you, Tammy. I always mm. hear people. We have this misconception. We always say, "Yeah, but you know, we are siblings. We love each other. You know, brother <laughs> and sister. We are never going mm. to fight. Trust mm-hmm. me, you can never, never, ever, ever take that to chance and think because uh, people are born from the same parents or same mm. mother. They are never going to fight over property. Uh, but uh, you uh, can actually, never, ever." There's a program that says "Gugiti Lapa" where people are fighting over properties uh, on TV. Yes. Yes, mm. yes. And you need to safeguard. Remember you as the parent, you are the ultimate arbiter when mm. it comes to the temperaments uh, of your children, uh their um, their 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 reactions towards life. Um you also have a better judge of their characters. Is this one melancholic? Is this one sanguine? Is this one fle- is this one phlegmatic or whatever temperament they have? You would be in a better position to know how your children would react when it comes to the issues of wealth. And, yes. and remember something also, Tan. Mm. Your children need to go to school. Life has to go even after you are dead. You, you, yes. have, you have passed away. You have passed away. You have died. You have died right Definitely. now. Mm. Imagine if you have no will. It would automatically mean that the the children's money, whatever was before them, goes into the guidance fund, the master of the hive. Mm-hmm. Now you continue in this office for you to get the necessary um, um, funds or the necessary resources to ensure that the children uh, are taken care of and their school needs are taken care of and all those things. Who mm-hmm. don't want? So yes. you would rather have a situation where everything is spelled out mm-hmm. and and people do not have headaches they exactly know what is transpiring in your life they exactly know what exactly you you intended you know when it comes to that but also be worried do not rule from the grave where that instances I'll, I'll give this set scenarios instances where someone said look never sell this property no matter what happens okay, okay? now yeah. you know in a country like zimbabwe all of a sudden all property especially farmland then became state land as an example right and then what happens in those in those scenarios and there's another extreme example of a, of a man who said that he he uh, his daughter um can only in, in the, the inheritance that is given to his daughter will only be an inheritance if she gives birth only hmm. to discover that her daughter was um uh, um unfortunately she could not give birth she was barren oh, and then she had word. to adopt meaning now that child could not inherit this these are some of the things mm-hmm. you know where they we call it ruling from the, the from the from the grave so there's a saying when it comes to writing the importance of your writing you mm. need to be you, you, you do do not be uh, penalized about pound foolish do not be penalized <laughs> by pound foolish yes, so in other words it you need to be wise enough in everything that you do with regards to your will mm-hmm. and ensure that what the manner in which you want you cannot work for 60 years for someone out there a stranger to determine how your own sweat and blood and tears and toil should mm. be taken care that is right. 
That's exactly right. Right. Let me then pose this question. Does the value, when I get to the Master of High Court, when the will gets there, does the value of my estate have an effect on how the process goes about at the Master of High Court? Yes. Some, some estates, trust me, are extremely complex. Right. There are some estates which are within with will, and they are multi-million dollar estates. They actually can... You know, they, they can actually be extremely complex in how they're done. Um, but you must always remember that generally, the state, the executor, or the person who executes your will, or the, the, they actually have a fee that they are paid. It's about 3.9% plus VAT of that specific um, estate. But yes, the value will have a determinant. And this is why, precisely, it is always critical to ensure that your your will spells these things out. Now, we always encourage people with multi-million dollar will um, estates with a lot of money to always set up what are called trust. That is another topic. It yeah. is part of estate yes. planning. Because mm-hmm. trusts are actually, they are more or less like companies where you put your party within a trust, you appoint trustees who administer that property. It's mm-hmm. perpetual. So in other words, it moves from one um when we say perpetual, we mean it from one generation to the next yes. with trustees who are appointed from time to time. It's run like a plan. And the and the estate owns, the, the trust owns that specific property. Okay. And and the, the, it's not owned by you. It's not in your name. So which means it becomes a bit easier when it comes to shielding certain... Uh, it shields you from certain... Um, uh, disadvantages may come about when it comes to claims and so on and so forth because the trust itself has got legal persona it can sue and it can be sued in its own name and it holds on to property and you remember trusts have a history of being set up in the 12th and 13th century those years when the crusades crusade wars the religious wars that would happen against the holy land when the english religious um uh, people had crusade wars right. and whenever a crusader left, mm-hmm. he would then leave a, a, what was called a trust where his property was taken care of for the benefit of his heirs mm-hmm. because there was no guarantee that he would come back um, mm-hmm. once the war was over and so on. So that, right. that is that is what that is all about. That's another topic for another day. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we'll that's that's the critical part of having um a will and and obviously um there are taxes that have to be paid like i've already said and so on yeah i was going to ask this question in terms of the costs how much does it cost for me to get a will written do I need to pay tax over to the state with regards to this when the estate is now being split? Are there taxes that I need to pay over to the taxman? Yeah, so like we said, there's that estate, um, the VAT, the VAT, or, yes. or value it would be the tax, of course. And then there's the estate um, um, uh, fee that you pay to to the exec, that's what is usually paid. Okay, mm-hmm. now obviously there will be taxes paid. Let's say, for instance, in your will, you have said a certain portion of your property has to go to your children or someone, and then those transfers obviously attract certain 
uh, taxes, capital gains, or the usual taxes that are paid for, for transferring of property, that would also be part of it. Right. And obviously, the VAT is part of the tax, like I've already said, and mm-hmm. then the executor's fees. So you cannot run away from that. That, that oh. can always be, be paid. But, but what, what we always encourage people is this. So remember, your estate takes a bit of some time to have it wound, wound up means to have it finalized. Right. So usually there might be some money in there that is needed for the day-to-day running of affairs of your home, right. whether it's funeral expenses and many things that need to be done. So that is why we may say at least have um, insurance cover, right. like life cover or any sort of cover, which is not part of the of that estate at that moment. Oh, so the life cover is okay. released immediately at death so that it can cater for your day-to-day needs whilst we are sorting out the estate here. Right. Because remember, even if you have a will, you, as a human being, you took up liabilities. You right. know, people have mortgages, people mm. have uh, they pay, pay for cars, they have mm. debts, and so on. Maybe I owe you money, Tamir, I ask you for $20 a day. And then, this is why they will advertise in the newspaper to say, uh, if there's anyone with a claim against this estate or if there's anyone who has anything that they want to give to this estate, they must come forward. That's basically the, the provisional um, distribution in liquidation account. So those are, okay. those are some of the, 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 the aspects which are, which are critical. Okay. You know what, Jaco? We, we have actually run out of time, but this is quite an interesting topic. Oh, and yeah. I still have got more questions. I will make sure that we reconnect again and we continue with this topic. Yes, yes. But I'm telling yes. you, I, I think most of us have grown up with, uh, with, with the perception that getting a will means you're going to die. Well, we have already said death is is a common denominator to all of us, and without a will, you are actually being irresponsible. Actually, not only to yourself but your loved ones and to the world at large. You know, mm-hmm. that is that is a very critical aspect. I know sometimes issues like death are a taboo. We don't want to talk about them. Yeah. It is very critical that we take care of our whatever we've accumulated on it. And you know what, um, I, yeah. I got being told an interesting story. I'll just ask you this, this question as we wind down. And this is going to be um, something that to keep you thinking. So there were five frogs on a, on a branch. Okay, you're listening? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Five frogs on a, on a branch. Mm-hmm. And then one decided to jump. How right. many remained on the branch? <laughs> so four remained on the branch, but I'm assuming the other four jumped with the first one. <laughs> okay, and I like the way that you would accept. That is always the answer. But mm. if you listen to what I said to you, mm. there were five uh, frogs and one decided to jump. It did not jump. It just decided. So in other words, there was none of those jumped. There were still five which were patient. They <laughs> it decided. It was just a decision, but it didn't. It never jumped. So the lesson there is we make it never jump. So we, we have a tendency of deciding. We just decide, yeah, I want to write a will. Mm. Uh, yeah, I will, I will decide. And you mm. procrastinate. Yeah. And then before you know it, life goes by. Mm-hmm. And then you leave your people suffering behind. Mm-hmm. We need to turn those decisions into 
practical, uh, practical uh, decisions. Those decisions. Yeah. Yes, mm. practical decisions. Yeah, there's a friend of mine who I, I usually talk to um, always tells me about procrastination, that you need to be very careful when it comes to procrastination. You know, uh, you need to be, because this friend has been selling something to me to do something and sometimes we're procrastinating. Mm. So, this is all point comes to wheels. We need right. to be very careful and very critical. Don't okay. just leave it as a decision. Jump down from there and write a will because death is a reality. And right. you need to safeguard. People have lost things from as a result of greedy relatives. Mm. And I want you to also watch a movie, Neria. Re- you know, yes, yes, Neria exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, the one from Zimbabwe. Yes, when Oliver Mtukuti gave the, the main song there. Mm. You need to, you know, when Neria, that, that movie basically is, teaches us about the importance of estate planning because people just decided they were going to disinherit me all because the husband died without a will. And we spoke recently about how our society, our patriarch, our chauvinistic, believing mm. in the superiority of men over women. They can right. disinherit you. Mm. And if you, if you, if you, if you are not careful. Right. So if people in Namibia want to get hold of your services in order to help them with writing up, uh, with in, uh, in order to do estate planning, where can they get hold of you? Yes, they can email me on jjmove82 at gmail.com. I repeat, jjmove, all these small caps, 82 at gmail.com. Or they can, yeah, I think they can email me from there, then we can take it from there. That was our legal expert, Jabu Nube from Namibia. And we just want to say thank you to Jabu for joining us and giving us his expertise. We look forward to having more programs with him. Well, I just want to urge you, follow us on our Twitter timeline, hashtag at, uh, that is at Golide FM, or you can download our podcast from anchor.fm forward slash Golide FM, or you can search for us on Podbean and follow us there on Podbean. Well, we just want to urge you share this podcast and make a decision to go and get a will written. Well, I've been your host, Thompson Wagachuma, and I just want to thank you for joining us on the Golide FM podcast.